everybody. Welcome to episode three of Ash and Manders Save the World. And I am Manders. And I'm Ashley. So um, today we wanted to start our podcast just talking about something that we think is very important and very serious. Uh, I know that we very often are pretty lighthearted here on the podcast Um, And we talk about a lot of funny things and poke a lot of fun. But we wanted to take a moment to talk about the protests and riots that are going on around the United States. Um, We want our audience to know that we see and we hear what's going on. And we want you to know that we stand with you and acknowledge that something has to change. We are currently trying to learn how best we can support our friends in the community, and we are open to any kind of dialogue or conversation about how we can best do that, because we want to be an ally and we want to be a support. So if you have anything that you would like for us to consider um, or to talk about, please outreach to us at ashandmanders at gmail.com. That's ash, A-S-H, and manders at gmail.com. Anything else you want to say about that, Ash? I feel like you did it so gracefully and perfect. Awesome. We just want to let you guys know that we are here and we are listening, and we don't want you to think that you're going through this life alone. So that was a serious note, and we wanted to make it. But now, on with the show. Now we can save the world. Yes, yes. Now we can save the world with what we do here on our tiny little podcast. So thanks for showing up. Thanks for being here for this, our episode three. So the first thing that I wanted to make sure that we talked about, because we said that we would, is following up on some of the things that Ash followed up on on episode one, where we were following up on comments that were made during Governor Bashir's address related to the coronavirus. So there were two, right? I've, I've had a total of four people that I have contacted. Okay. I have not heard back from any of the four. The two latest were the gentleman who posted that he could prove that social security numbers led to the mark of the beast or were the mark of the beast Um, and he has not read the message. I contacted him through Facebook, but the lady asking for the governor's time, she sent us, uh, or she put her email address in the comments, just open for everyone. Um, that email has been read, but there was no response. She's holding out for the governor. I can respect that. It's fair. It's fair. She wanted the governor's time, not Ashley Landers. So, I get that. So we just wanted to make sure that we were following through with what we said we would do. So although we don't have any updates, we wanted you to know that we did try. So um, the next thing we wanted to talk about was we have been considering and ongoing thinking about our quarantine badges um, because we all know we need some stinking badges for all of these things that we have currently been doing. Um, And so we have some thoughts about maybe some more basic quarantine badges. So, Ash, those were your ideas. So what you got, girl? So I'm taking this as like an adult sticker chart um, because we're in a world right now where like anything helpful is great. So if I get a sticker for the day, I'm going to feel a little bit better. 
So the basics uh, for quarantine would be social distancing when you're out and about. Um, if you wear a mask, if you make sure that you wash your hands, if you make if you make sure that you wash them for 20 seconds, mm-hmm. um, these you should all like you earn them weekly or you get like on your Apple watch when you're doing a w- workout, it'll say you've done five workouts this week. Congrats. So, so like these, earning a streak, like you get yes. a streak. Yes. Like, are you a social, social distance warrior for the last 12 weeks? That would be a badge. Are you all still singing your songs when you wash your hands? Are you still being very creative? Because in the beginning, we were all being very clever about the songs that we sing while we wash our hands. Well, I'll be honest with you. I think I may even be slipping some in this category when I'm just at home. But I was consistently singing when I was at I'm still consistently singing when I'm out in public. But when I'm at home, I'm, I'm not being as good about this. So... I will now, from this moment, because I can earn a badge for it, will consistently do better and to do my part to wash them for at least 20 seconds. And that's exactly what made me think of this is I just feel like with things opening up now, we're getting a little bit more comfortable, but the threat is still very real. Um, So like I've noticed with myself, I ran really quickly to the grocery store this morning and I did not pack a mask. Like it just slipped my mind completely. I grabbed, you know, the keys, phone, shoes, you know, all the things you touch your body and make sure that you have. Right. I had forgotten to put the mask in there. Uh, so I turned back around and got it. So yeah, we need to, we need little, we need some consistency reminders. I like it. If my Apple watch could remind me to do these things, that might be helpful, but whatever. Yes. It's good. Let's promo that to the Mac people. If you like this idea, we will sell it to you. Yes, Steve Jobs' successor. If there is a button that I can push on my Apple Watch that will give me a 20-second timer so that I know that I washed my hands for 20 seconds, I'd be about that. Contact us at ashandmanders at gmail.com to talk about how we can license that crap. (laughs) Yes. So, um, I have a couple of thoughts about quarantine badges as well. I think that you should earn a badge If you take a shower, I'm going to be really honest. Hygiene is really easy to slip whenever you are not having to go anywhere. Absolutely. I had a friend who got into an accident a little bit before quarantine, like as it first started, and she had an open wound and she was like, it's okay because I don't have to shower you know, every day because it hurt her to shower. And I was like, but you still have an open wound. Like we might still want to address that showering is important. Showering is vitally important. Um, you know, I, but I will say that the hubster has had to tell me that I'm a little earthy. That's what we call it. Um, he's like, babe, you're a little earthy. I think it's time. So walks into the living room and is like, Hey hippie. <laughs> hey, what's up girl? Thank you. I think you need to do something besides just walk around with them pits. Uh, <laughs> so, um, <laughs> so um, I think the other quarantine badge should be about napping. And I think that there can be levels with this. Like, are you doing like the 20 minute power nap or are you ripping off a couple of hours? Um, because I'm going to tell you, there has been some prime napping opportunities in this quarantine. And I know you, Ash, have totally pulled off some hammock napping. 
Oh, I became the queen of naps there for the first four weeks. I would like figure out where I could take the nap in a new environment. It was so fantastic. (laughs) Honestly, my first day back to work, I was like, at the end of it, I was like, do I have to do this all again tomorrow? Like this was exhausting Yes, because I was so used to my midday nap or, you know, just that chill out time. Well, Asha's massage therapy practice did open back up this last week. So she has put in a full week of work this week, um, meeting the needs of her clients. One of them being me. She met me at the bottom of the stairs with her hand sanitizer yesterday so that we could both rock out that massage. And I, it was greatly appreciated. I'm so glad that you're back in action, uh, even if it looks a little differently than what it used to. I am so glad to be back, and I really appreciate everyone's support during this time, knowing that we've all been off work, and massage might not be a necessity to some, but it's been lovely being welcomed back into work. And it was great getting elbow deep into some of your muscles yesterday. I hope that you're feeling okay today. I feel a little bit better. I'm going to be honest. Therapeutic body work, it is not for the faint of heart. Okay, I'm just being honest with you guys. If if you've gone in and you just think that massages are like, oh, this feels so good, then you're not getting a therapeutic massage. Just just throwing that out there, because um, if I don't say three or four cuss words in the midst of a treatment with Ash, then I'm not doing something's not happening right. Right. We go by the creative cussing rule in my room. I I say all kinds of random things. I welcome the cussing. It just has to be creative. And this lady comes up with these like Southern like sayings that are ridiculous. She'll be like, well, I don't really know. Son of a biscuit eater is the one that comes out a lot. I say son of a biscuit eater or crackers and cheese. That one comes from my mom. My, that one comes from my mom. My mom my mom is the queen of creative cussing because she does not cuss because she's a great Southern Baptist lady. She's the office manager at our church. Um, and so she does not cuss. And so she'll be like crackers and cheese because she doesn't want to say crap. Yeah, something. see, that's really funny to me because like who gets so pissed off they just start screaming crackers and cheese. I like, will tell you like when something actually really hurts me instead of me actually like saying actual cuss words, I kind of revert back to the Southern Baptist in me. And it starts coming out like all of the alternative words, like son of a biscuit or crap on a cracker or something like that. It's not, it's not, it's not like actually like the whole $10 cuss word situation when I actually truly get hurt. Yeah. Now I'm telling you. So your mom would be proud, Amanda. She probably would be. So, um, all right. So I have not, last time we didn't talk about any comments on the governor's address. And um, there was a couple of things that have come out that I wanted to talk about. The first two I'm going to talk about came from Kentucky. And then the second one, uh, or the third one does not come from Kentucky. And I'm going to be honest, I've not done the research to determine which state it comes from. I can't believe I did that. Um, so the first one is, um, <laughs> there was a guy who, you know, I think I've talked to you guys about the people who tried to like do the burns on people. Like they want to be like, Oh, burn. So like there were people who were talking about unemployment. Unemployment's been a big deal in the governor's address because 
Our systems are antiquated. It's taking a long time to manage out claims. And of course, now the rules for unemployment are not what the rules were for unemployment previous to the pandemic. There's some new rules. So people's cases get kicked out or take a lot longer for them to do. So people would be complaining about the fact that they don't have a job right now. And this guy repeatedly on the governor address would be like, well, there's grave digger jobs available. And I, the first time I chuckled, the first time I chuckled because I was like, oh, that's almost as good as go lick a doorknob. But then he said it like a good 25 times after that. And at that point, I'm like, dude, you got to get some new material. It's like the only bullet in his gun. And he just kept refining. Yes, he just kept, I'm going to put this thing back in here and shoot it again. People aren't giving me enough attention. I'm going to try it again. Like, it didn't get me enough laughs the first time. I'm going to try it two, three more times. I'm going to be honest with you. This is what my child does. If she finds something funny, like she has been using the phrase <laughs> Corona mouth for everything. Like, yeah, mom, that's Corona mouth. Yeah, mom, yeah, that's they Corona told mouth. Me today I have Corona yes, mouth. This yes. is from Amanda and her child. No, that was from my husband and my child. I was just reporting it to you, what Lainey said. Oh, I'm sorry. Don't shoot the messenger. Don't shoot it's the messenger. I did not diagnose you. It was my kid. So she thinks it's funny, but now at this point, she said that 50 things were Corona mouth. It's no longer funny, child. I need you to stop. So I, I, so really this guy has taken the humor tactics of an eight-year-old to heart and I'm sure he's fully grown. So yeah. Um, You've got a teacher about when you get a gold joke, you just got to put it in your pocket and save it for later sometimes. You know, I feel like, so what we may do on some of these, because she loves jokes, y'all. She loves And she's jokes. really funny. She's really funny. Uh, I think that what we may do is just every now and again, let her tell a joke for an episode. It's like, we'll yes. just have a joke with Lainey and you all can, uh, and she likes like the, like her favorite for the longest time was, what do you call a pig who likes to do karate? A pork, pork chop. A pork chop. Yes. Yes. This is why I love her jokes. <laughs> and these are the kind of jokes that she likes. So if you have ideas of jokes for Lainey, oh, she wants to hear them. The Laffy Taffy style jokes. You know, the ones that are really funny on the back of the Laffy Taffy package. Those are her jam. Of course, she's eight. So obviously, they're her jam. But we are totally, we can do a joke segment with my kid because she'll love it. Um, so the other... Um, comment that came up on the Kentucky governor's broadcast. I talked to Ash about it before we did the podcast today. And, and obviously I, I'm old is, is what is what we have determined. But there was a gentleman, uh, I, I don't know that we can call him a gentleman, but I, I know he has a preferred term, but that's going to totally spoil what I'm going to say. <laughs> He wanted to know uh, what was the governor's stance on the gathering of the Juggalos. Uh, if you're not familiar, because I had to teach Ash today, uh, the Juggalos or the Juggalettes are those that are pretty like hardcore fans of the group Insane Clown Posse. And they have a meeting or the gathering of the Juggalos in August. And so this guy wanted to know if he could get, <laughs> get together with his Juggalo friends. 
Um, I just want to know, like, I truly want to know, does Andy Bashir know who the Juggalos are? And is this of importance? Like, is he like, we really got to get on this, guys, because the gathering of the Juggalos is on August 1st. So I um, I don't know how old Andy is, but I imagine that he does know who ICP is because uh, he's at least my age, if not a little bit older. Uh, so I would think that he would know. I, How do we find out? I don't know, but I feel should like... Should I email the governor and ask? I think you should ask for a little bit of his time on the governor's Sir, podcast. I just wanted to know, do you know about the gathering of the Juggalos? And would you consider yourself a Juggalo? I, I, think, <laughs> I, think, I think that you totally should... Yes, do it. And my husband now, one of the things that he took up in quarantine was that he wanted to write more hand handwritten letters and he this is perfect for him he legit bought one of those sets where you like take the wax and you melt it and then you put the seal in it so he bought a stationary set yes with the little wax seal thing yes but i can pick on him and say it's a stationary set oh yeah for sure absolutely i would expect nothing less than for you to make fun of him. I'm just saying, if we write this letter to the governor with a wax seal it on the back. It should be wax sealed. You're right. You're yes. Right. And then, and then he may, that may gain, gain his attention and he may give it. Let's a put something time. random in the wax. Well, Mike's current seal is a P for his last name, but I bet we could find other stamps. We'll work on this for our next episode. I like it. I like it. So um, the taking of the cake for the governor's comments on the address. Um, this definitely this, wins, number one. Oh, my gosh. I couldn't generally. I wait um, to share these with Ashley until we are, like, in the podcast. So that way you can get her genuine reaction. Um, but instead, I decided to wait. Uh, so I went ahead and shared this one now or with her immediately as soon as it came because I thought it was funny. So I did a little Google searching while we were in the middle of the episode so that that way I could tell you who the governor is. So this is a comment on Governor Northam's address that he did, his live address. And I found out that he is the governor of Virginia. So Governor Ralph Northam from Virginia, this was on his broadcast. And so here we go. Because I grew up with stinky brothers, also because my husband has a really weird sense of humor, we have a question. Can you catch corona from a fart? I mean, people are so concerned that a mask will protect them. Is a virus smaller than a fart? You can smell a fart through a mask, unless it's a charcoal-filtered respirator mask, yes? No? I mean, you've always, you've usually always got two layers between you and a fart normally, and then a mask. So, isn't this a false sense of security? Just asking, has anyone else thought about it? That's the full comment, verbatim. I read it. Number one. First off. Yes. Yes, you and I both are like, first off, um, I appreciate this man's time and consideration that he put into this. Oh, yes. I love the fact that you're thinking about it. And I, the sentence, I, I just, this is common sense. You can smell a fart through a mask. 
I, I feel like I don't even need to do any kind of experiment to put on the lovely cloth mask that I have. And for my husband to fart near me to know that I'm going to smell that fart through that mask, it's going to happen. So like, it's, it's worth it. Like, and I think that their general question is, is the coronavirus particles bigger or smaller than the fart particles? Corona from a fart is what I want to know. Well, I think the answer to that is no. But then I also think, like, I want to know, are the molecules of a fart the same size of the molecules of a corona? Like, why aren't we talking about this? Like, I Denim is thicker, and people are wearing denim when they fart sometimes. Yeah. Denim's thicker than these masks, man. Yeah, and it's, like, usually two layers. They're talking about underwear and, and blue jeans, and then you got a mask on your face. And you can still smell fart. This is this is important, y'all. I want to know what some of y'all are eating. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe we should uh, ask that too. If you're a scientist out there and can help us kind of cipher through this whole mind-boggling thing about I can smell a fart through my mask, does this mean I can get corona? Uh, like, if you can help us scientifically sift through this. We need to know. We need to know. But that one definitely wins for governor comments. No doubt. He gets a badge. For sure. Creative commenting on a governor's broadcast. Absolutely a quarantine badge. So the next thing to talk about today. Uh, so we launched a space shuttle into space. Um, SpaceX happened. Why do you uh, laugh when you say it? Why do I laugh? Because, and I told Ash this before the podcast, my husband is really like been very interested in this whole thing. And he has been reading all of the different articles about it and watching all the videos. And I think that I am underreacting for him. Like he would tell me this morning, he was like, the space shuttle attached to the Duma Flachy. I guess international space station. There you go. There you go. That's what it attached to. And I was like, cool. Like, and so I think that he's a little irritated that I am not truly taking this seriously as I should. Um, Yes. So there's that. But then I'm also struggling because this week Netflix (laughs) launched, they launched a series about space. With Steve Carell in it. So now in my mind, because in my mind, there's cartoons. Like, I think in cartoons. When I think about things, I think about the cartoon versions of them. This is how my brain works. So in my mind, Michael Scott from The Office is in space right now. And, like, someone's over in the corner playing the office theme. Like, do 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 Ooh, I kind of made that sound like Star Trek. So I guess maybe there is a little bit of a crossover. But all well, I'm saying, I only feel safe. I will only ever feel safe if Dwight is in charge of the International Space Station. Well, you know he's got some ninja throwing stars in the cartoon version. And, and somebody's like, also, you know how they played with Jello in space before? Yes. Like, now they have jello with a stapler in it in space in this cartoon oh that's hilarious because i'm a huge office fan and ashes too so 
That's in my mind. That's where I'm stuck. I, the, the fantasy life of Netflix is collided with the real life of SpaceX and I can't get it out of my mind. So that's where I'm, I'm at with the space. space launch. I think it's super cool. Um, I think there, this is terrible that I don't know. I think there've been two launches in my life. One was, um, a poor launch and, Something happened. And then one was when I was in second grade. Um, and I just remember everybody getting around the teacher's desk and we all watched it on a big TV that the principal rolled down to our class. Like it was this huge deal. And I feel like now it's not really that big a deal. And honestly, when I think about it, I think about <coughs> this Disney movie that I, you've got Corona mouth. <laughs> I was going to have my husband edit okay. out the cough, but now that you said no, I got I Corona him. mouth. Yes, because when you actually say it, it's really funny. <laughs> it's all about the delivery. If you're the person delivering the person. It's only funny if you say it. <laughs> oh, God. So, I'm sorry. Go back to your. Okay. I think we were talking about something serious, like the Disney Channel in space. So, um, when I was growing up, we watched Disney Channel, and they had this movie called Xenon the Sequel, and Xenon Girl in Space, and these people were wearing, like, uh, tinfoil outfits and bright neon, you know, color-blocked skirts and stuff, and see-through bracelets and all these like super cool things and these wild crazy uh hairstyles and so now when I think of the and it only happens when I'm thinking of the international space station is because that's where they all lived so when I think okay the space shuttle just landed on the space station and they're connected I'm thinking this like big station where a bunch of people live and they're all wearing these neon color blocked outfits and they're all in like the future. So what we're saying is, is that we apparently are not taking the space shuttle launch that seriously because we're thinking about it's a mixed up version of the Disney channel <laughs> meets the office. Now that's a mashup that I definitely would pay to see. For sure. Oh my goodness. So we talked a little bit about trends that have come up uh, in light of COVID in our last episode, and there's more. <laughs> Some reminders for you for the trends were like the trikini. Yes. Um, what was the other Monogram oh, mask. Monogrammed masks. Mm -hmm. So we're just going to continue this. Okay. So um, I found this this week. I don't know what it's officially called. But I'm calling it the turtle nose. So let me explain it for you guys. And then I will put a link of the turtle nose. I will put a picture of the turtle nose on our Facebook page. Asha Manders Save the World. There's a Facebook page now. So I'm calling it the turtle nose because basically it's like a turtleneck gone oh so wrong. So it is a turtleneck. It's a shirt that has... Excessive material at the neck, which then... Like a cow neck. Like a cow neck, I guess. And then it extends up to cover your nose so that your shirt then serves as a mask. 
So I'm calling it the turtle nose as opposed to the turtleneck. I don't know what this is officially called, but the one that I saw was leopard print. Of course, of course, it was leopard print. Turtle nose. I, I can't do it. I can't even take it seriously. It looks terrible when you see the picture. Like, it looks just terrible. I don't know. It just looks crazy. However, I do see the convenience in it. It's not sanitary by any means, but I do see the convenience. Like, when I went to Kroger earlier and didn't have a mask with me, that would literally be me just pulling up my shirt. Okay. I guess it gets some points for being convenient, but it is not stylish. <laughs> and I'm not saying that I'm the epitome of style by any stretch of the imagination, but I'm just saying it just looks weird. Well, now you guys know what I would be willing to do at 7 o'clock in the morning at a Walmart or a Kroger. <laughs> good, to, good to know. That good would know. be it. Uh, so the other trend, you brought this one up. So this one's about masks. Yes. So I'm in a bunch of like professional service industry groups on Facebook. And the question has come around, should we go ahead and get our business names imprinted on masks? And I've even seen it like at local malls and stuff. You can get masks that have like Tupac's face on it or, you know, like cool cultural things um, and pop culture things that you, that represent you. And that is kind of cool. But if we're marketing with our business names on it, so my small business, if I have my logo on this mask, are, is that like good marketing or is that kind of tasteless was the argument on Facebook because so many people have died hmm. that people were like, is this being insensitive or is this just adapting to change? I think you could make a good argument for both. Absolutely. But I... I do think that it, I think it's also, I don't know. I feel weird about being a walking billboard. Number one, <laughs> like, yes, but like number two, I don't know. I, I can see the ones that have like cultural references on them and stuff, just kind of being like an extension of your personal style, but it is a little weird. Uh, but, but I, here's the thing. People are going to do it regardless. Absolutely. And this actually, I've just thought about this. So, Buckle your pants here, people. Um, this kind of started from this one particular person. She had put words on, and images on her mask and said, if you can read these images or words, then you are too close to me. You are mm. not in the six feet distance. Now, her image happened to be um, an anatomy member of a male human. So she was being sassy. Yes, and I'm not against it, um, but I think it kind of goes both ways. Like if I have my, you know, something about my business on there, and it would be so weird if I put my phone number like all the way across my mouth, would that not be weird? That would be very weird. The other thing is, <laughs> but I think that she brings up a good point, is you wearing a mask, because we're naturally curious people, if, mm -hmm. if you wear a mask that has writing on it, are you inviting people to get close to you so they can read what it says? Yeah, I think that there's a good argument for that, that you could potentially be inviting people to get within six feet of you so that you could so they could read you. But I also could see like if you run a business, having your business like while you're working at the business, if you were wearing a, a mask that said the business name, I guess that makes kind of sense. 
kind of like a name tag or something. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm trying to mull this over and make sense of it. At the end of the day, I just kind of, I'm also of the big belief of like, this is more about health than it is about a fashion statement. Yes. So, um, I mean, I guess that's where I kind of keep going back to. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know that it's tasteless, but I do wonder if it's inviting people to get way too close to you right now. Absolutely. So in our thoughts about different things is we also have been thinking about all the weird places to wear a mask. Yes. I just feel like when I put my mask on and I go outside, sometimes I feel like I'm in a sci-fi movie. Mm -hmm. Um, And I just get this like really weird sense. So this happened to me in a totally common place the other day, but I was like, man, where would it be weird if I was wearing this mask? So I came up with just a like handful. Um, my first thought was the gun range. You would look like a robber. Yeah. Well, like no matter how friendly you look, you have a gun in your hand. Like you just seem aggressive. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> like, <laughs> there's no mu- There's not a number of mascara that I can put on. That would make my face less aggressive with a mask and a gun on my hip. That's exactly right. Okay, what was your next one? Uh, the next one is close because I was already thinking guns. Not that I carry a gun into this place, but you get it. It's a bank. It looks like you're going to hold the place up. So what's really funny about this is the fact that, so I was wearing my mask the other day. And I am a former glasses wearer. It's only been in the last six, seven months that I got LASIK done, um, which was life-changing for me because I could not see at all. But anyway, so it's really not, I mean, it's pretty common for me. So if I'm wearing glasses to forget that I have them on, like sunglasses and stuff, because I am so used to, because I wore glasses since I was a six. Um, to just keep wearing them. So I went into Walgreens the other day and I did not realize I had done this until I was walking back and you know how the bottom part of the Walgreens right above the shelves is all mirrors so they can keep an eye on the store. Yes. I happened to look up and I have gigantic bug eye glasses. Like that's what my husband calls them, but they're like, absolutely fabulosity big framed glasses and the mask and I was like oh my gosh I look like I'm gonna rob this place like right now like I didn't want anybody to see my eyes my nose or my mouth like and so I immediately put the glasses on the top of my head because I was really concerned about what people would think about me wearing my sunglasses too on top of all of the other like things that I had on as well Yeah, I've definitely had that thought. Um, When I wear a hat, I like it just all of it feels so weird, like a hat, sunglasses and a mask. I'm like, okay, maybe I am ready to tear some stuff up. All right. So what's the next weird place? The next one is um, to get a facial. Now, you have actual proof that this is happening, like somebody that, you know, gives facials, right? Yes. Um, So I am a massage therapist and I work very closely with a lot of estheticians, um, lash artists, permanent makeup people. And it just is very interesting that um, 
Like if you go in to get a facial, they have to work around the mask. Um, so do they take that it off be... or do they like just move it to the side? Um, they just kind of move it to the side. Interesting. Okay. So while you brought this up, I did think of one weird place of my own. Ooh, tell me. Funeral home. Is the person who's passed away wearing the mask? No. As well as us? No. But what's really interesting, so Ashley has gotten me hooked to TikTok. I actually follow a mortician on TikTok, and she was showing all the precautions that the morticians have to take. Have to take, yes. So, but so that was really interesting. So that's a complete tangent from what we were take we're talking about right now. But like, if you were to go to a funeral home right now, you'd have to like, it would be so weird. You're not going to be able to hug anybody and comfort anybody. So there's that. You can't touch anybody. You got to stay six feet away and say. Um, and then I've got to wear a mask too. So you can't see my facial expressions. And I, you know, me being a therapist, facial expressions are huge. I'm a person who likes to smile or provide a comforting look or whatever to people. And it's really hard for me. Like example of this is yesterday, Ashley met me at the door of her practice and she smiled at me and I had my mask on and I smiled back and I was like, oh my gosh, she can't even tell if I'm smiling right now. Like I worry about those kinds of things because, you know, facial expressions are a big deal or a big part of our communication. And we don't have that right now. That's really hard. It is very hard. Um, I actually, again, we didn't talk about this prior, but. Um, it's also interesting to think about yeah, just yesterday I met a man who was deaf and I was trying to be very polite and I could tell that like how he was looking at me was just a little bit different. So I just went ahead and removed my mask, not knowing this person at all to greet him and say, can I help you? And he was like, thank you so much for removing your mask. I have to read lips. Um, and that wow. was just kind of like eye opening for me. I did see where there is some people out there right now who are trying to make masks that are um, accessible for the deaf, the deaf community and for those who communicate yes. with the deaf community. And the mask actually has kind of like a, a window in it to where they could continue to see the lips um, underneath of the mask. Um, it would be like a clear viewing window. Um, so I did see that. I think that it was somebody who was doing 3D printing, I think, was 3D printing the screens. And then they were fashioning like a fabric mask around the screen. And I thought that what an amazing idea because those that read lips are really, they really are struggling right now. So I think that's huge in a way to really include the deaf community um, in what's going on. I think that's, I think that's a really cool idea. So absolutely. Um, the next trend that I wanted to talk about because of my own freaking frustration with it. So I am a person who I have used Bitmoji for a long time, like hearkening back to when Bitmoji used to be like comic book meme type things that you would create with like cartoon versions of yourself. Um, so I've had a Bitmoji for a long time. And then Apple created the Memoji where you were able to create a version of yourself you can send videos of your Memoji um, saying your words like it mimics your facial expressions and stuff because you like show your face to it or whatever. It's very cool. I love it. Um, but then Facebook decided to join the game. 
And so they created the Avatar, okay? This is a piece of trash, you guys. It is a piece of trash. Facebook, you totally missed the mark. It looks nothing like me. And what I'm, I think what I'm so mad about is that she looks like a flubby, a flubby Karen. That's what she looks like. She looks like, she looks so angry in her like shoulder length red hair and her athletic pants. Like she, she looks so not like me. And it made me so mad because I was like, she just looks like a middle-aged angry mom. And so like I completely gave up on it. It didn't look anything like me. And some people are like, oh my gosh, look at that emoji. And it looks nothing like them either. But they're really excited about it. Yes, you have more passion about this avatar than the space launch. True. I do. <laughs> <laughs> The tone in your voice was completely different. <laughs> no wonder Mike is upset. Oh, my gosh. So, yes, I got completely frustrated and aggravated because I was like, she does not look anything like me. You know, my current Memoji with Apple, I have pigtails because that's what I generally wear when I work out. I've got, like, pink and purple highlights because I have pink and purple highlights in my hair. And I just have nasty red curly hair in this stupid avatar. I just was really irritated with the whole stupid thing. But some people got really excited about it. Um, I don't think Ash even created one. I didn't even look into it. I feel out of date. I'm sorry. Well, the other thing I think that probably infuriates me about it more than anything as well is the fact that my husband somehow figured out how to make one that looks like him. That make him make you one. I may do that. I may do that. Maybe, maybe that way you're not getting frustrated. You and here's how you can approach it. You can just be like, "You did so well with yours. I think you would do a fantastic job with mine." He'll probably say no that he doesn't want that kind of pressure because he knows how because <laughs> he knows how mad I was at the Avatar people. Like he knows. I made a whole I made a whole post on my Facebook about the fact I was like this thing looks nothing like me. Ah. Um, the other trend from this past week <laughs> is is the evidence that my child used to say that Miss Ash has um, Corona mouth, but it is a palate bump. So Ash sends me an article. Um, I think it was a BuzzFeed article on Instagram, and it's like. Oh my gosh, I feel so understood. Do you have this too? And so it was about this bump, right? In the roof of your mouth. Yes. So it's also all over the TikTok world. Like I was kind of shocked you had heard of it and it had made such a difference in my life because I've gone my entire life with this bump in my mouth, like in my, where your tonsils are, not your tonsils, but before your tonsils. And I think that, the dentist is, I think this, the, the official word is like, it would be in the, in the same vicinity as your soft palate. Yes. Of your mouth. Yes. Yeah. But my whole life I've had dentists tell me like your mouth is shaped odd or your, like your jaw is narrow. You should use a child's toothbrush. And then it always kills me when they take x-rays, they put those like, guards in your mouth mm -hmm. and it cuts into that bump and I've had dentists literally say why does your mouth look like that but I thought everyone's did 
Apparently, there are two types of mouths. Well, you can have a smooth, or you can have a smooth one, or you can have this bump. And I think that yes. didn't the article say that only like two percent of people have this bump in their soft palate? Yes, it's like a rare thing. So she is very rare. I felt so sad that I was left out. So then I just started offering up random things that I can do that not other people can do, like. The big one being that I can curl my tongue three times. Like there'd be three little dips when I curl it. Like that's like a clover. Yeah. I just had to do that in the video screen to see if it looked like a clover because I didn't know. Uh, but yes. That's what it's called is a clover. Okay. So I didn't know that. That's cool. Uh, so yeah, I can do the clover with my tongue. Just learn that, folks. Uh, so yeah. So I felt like that I needed to be special too. So I started then offering up random things that I could do. So I can do the clover with my tongue and Ashley has a bump in her soft palate. Really similar to like Stuart from Saturday Night Live when he would be like, look mom, look what I can do. I'm going to tell you right now that you just made an error. No. Stu, what's his name? His name is Stuart, but he's from Mad TV. Oh, he's not from SNL. He's from Mad yes, TV. He is from Mad TV. If, yeah, see, this is where I'm, I'm old again. This episode has been a complete reassurance of my age that I am in my late 30s <laughs> because we've talked about Insane Clown Posse and now we're talking about Mad TV versus SNL. Yes, there for a little bit, there were two late night variety shows in the weekends, one of which being Mad TV, which housed Stewart. And then SNL, which housed things like Adam Sandler and Chris Farley. And I believe that there were some beautiful comedic moments that came out of Mad TV that do not get enough props. And one of them is Stuart. Stuart was amazing. Oh, I used to pretend, like I used to do that skit with my mom all the time. Like, like <laughs> I would lay down in the floor and push her with my feet. Like I would lay down in the middle of our kitchen and be like, no. No, to my mom in the middle of the floor. Like she'd be cooking Thanksgiving dinner. She'd be like, "I made that Diane. Do not do that again." Like, and I would be like, "No," and like down on the floor pushing her with my feet. Generally, that got me in a lot of trouble. That's hilarious. But yes, I totally would do that. Um, so now we want to talk about. Um, this is one of the initial ideas that we had for our podcast, and one of the reasons why we wanted to start a podcast in the beginning. Um, but we haven't been able to get to it yet because, you know, there's been a pandemic going on and there's been like coronavirus fashion to talk about. So one of the things that we wanted to talk about in this podcast was weird crap in our towns. OK, so both of us live in suburb type towns um, that have a little bit of country esqueness to them. I mean, we live in Kentucky. Uh, Ash is a little bit further out from Metro than I am, um, but there is just weird crap here. And I, I believe that there's probably weird crap in everyone's town. And here's the biggest thing that we want to say. If you get nothing from this podcast, we want to hear about the weird crap in your town too, because we, we want to make sure we're not the only people who have weird crap in our town. Share the weird. Yes. Share it. Don't keep it to yourself. That's rude. Yes. Send it our way. Yes. So I am going to share the weird crap from my town. Um, so we have lived in this house for three years this summer. 
I listen to a lot of true crime podcasts. Okay. Uh, I listen to a lot of them. Ash does too. So there is such a thing as, well, this is what I call them. Um, but like old school work vans, you know, the ones that don't have the windows on the sides, they just have like the, the lost puppy van. I call them murder vans. That's what I call yes. them. Call them. And the it, kidnapper van. Yeah, it probably harkens back to Dahmer days because Dahmer had a van. But I call them the mar- murder vans. Ashley just made... You all, we watch video of each other while we do this podcast because we're not in the same room right now because we are being socially distanced. And so Ashley just gave a really scary face whenever I used Dahmer's name. But it's true. So in my community, across the street from my daughter's daycare is a murder van, okay? This murder van rarely leaves, okay? And it is backed into the driveway. That's good. Yes. It's, it's, That's so good. It's white. Well, maybe they leave at night. I'm only out during the day around it. Oh. Just saying. So it's white van. So I I want to say that it was probably within the first six months of us living where we live. I drove past this van and someone had taken red spray paint and spray painted the word sin in like six foot tall letters across the side of this van. And so and it was like dripping red spray paint sin, just huge. And I'm like. As if this van was not creepy enough, nondescript, white, econoline van. Now it's got sin spray painted on the side of it. So we go for about a month or two with it just being the sin van, okay? Then all of a sudden, one day, someone has taken the red spray paint and has, over top of it, done just as large, but much darker, the words repent over the top of it. So we've had sin and now we've got repent over it. And it just sat like that for two years. Now there are other people who live in this home. This home looks normal by all, I mean, like by all appearances, it looks very normal. It's well kept. They keep the grass mowed. They have nice looking uh, leaves on the door, like whatever. And so then it just sits there for like two years with repent. And then in the last six months, someone came back and repainted repent on it again. So they must not be Baptists. I don't know. But health. so we've got the sin and repent. And then I crap you not, I was coming home with my kid, like had picked her up and there was someone in the driveway of this house that all of a sudden like starts backing up and backed out onto the main road, probably like flooring it and then like took off from this house. And then two days later, the sin and repent van was gone. And it hasn't returned? No. Now I haven't checked now that we've been in quarantine because I don't go that way because my kid's not in daycare. But now that it's gone. Tell me that's not weird. That is weird. I want to know the story behind the sin and repent van. I dare you to go knock on their door and ask. Ooh. I don't know. Get a badge. 
I'll give you a badge. She wants to just give me a sticker for going and knocking on these people's door. I'm nervous, y'all. I don't know what's happening. They're really close to a school. I don't know what's happening. But yes, so that's the story of the Sin and Repent Van. And I do keep track of what's going on at the Sin and Repent Van house because I'm nervous about it. It's just too weird for me. I think for our next episode, you have to drive by and let us know if it's still there. Okay, I will do that. The last time I checked, it was gone. Like gone, gone. So, but I always thought it was weird because they parked the back of it up next to the garage. So it wasn't like that I could get a license plate number on it or anything like that. That's how they unload the bodies. So yes. It's quicker than that. Weird crap in my town. The sin and repent ban. So I know that your weird crap in your town today, Ash, is, is not nearly as sinister or creepy. It's not sinister or creepy, but it's just weird like and, and dumb. So our town has talked about it on Facebook, talked about it on our local newspaper, on their web forum, in our next door app, just everywhere about how our milk is going bad quicker than the expiration date. Now, it's only specific to one store, right? Actually, it's two stores. Okay. um, But it's not specific to a brand. So it's two stores, Kroger and what else? Walmart. Kroger and Walmart. Making me call them out. So are people like going to other stores and getting milk to science experiment to see if their milk doesn't go bad before it's? I'm not going to lie. Yes, Chris and I have. Um, so we bought a gallon of milk from Kroger and we bought a gallon of milk from Sam's and Sam's is owned by Walmart, but it's just different products, different stuff. Sam's milk container is really thick. Like the plastic is thick where the Kroger milk container is super thin and our Kroger milk went bad way sooner, like, like a week and a half sooner than the expiration date where our Sam's milk lasted the whole time and our Kroger milk also tasted just like a little from day one it tastes like if you pour a glass of milk and you leave it set for just like half a second you know how the milk just kind of tastes different yeah that's how it tasted but it's not just us it's the whole city and everyone's talking about it so that's how small town we are over here so interesting so here's what I will tell you I want to make sure that we give you some tips on how to find out about weird crap going on in your town. Because number one, obviously, is just being aware of your surroundings. Like, just paying attention. Because I, you know, the the sin and repent van, I mean, I just saw that, obviously. That that one was just something that I was, I mean, how can you not see, like, six-foot-tall, blood-red They meant for you to see Oh, yeah, they did. Um, But... Like Ash mentioned, there are some websites out there that can be really helpful. Um, So one of those being um, the Nextdoor app. You can find out so much crap about your town from the Nextdoor app. Absolutely. I know whose dogs are missing, who didn't pick up their dog poop after they walked, all kinds of stuff. You can totally find out stuff from there. Uh, Facebook, absolutely. Like Find local, like I am involved in my community's um, police and like crime 
Facebook page. Ooh, look at you. So, like, I know when there's fires. I know these most people must be sitting around listening to the police scanner all day is what they're doing. And so I always know when something when there's a backup on the, on the interstate. I, I mean, I know about all this because I listen to that. So there's Facebook pages for your community. Absolutely find out about those. There's drum. There's drama. Um, you look at Craigslist, right? That is my favorite one. I check Craigslist every night like clockwork. It's how I fall asleep. I read under the community um, just for like random stuff. I read in the personals or I don't even remember what it's called. Um, it's under the community tab, but I just read everything. And it helps me know what weirdness is around me. Like for some reason that brings me comfort to know that there are weird people around me and I know about them. <laughs> so those are just, that's like your starter kit to get started in finding out about weird crap in your town. So there, there you have it. If you have weird outlets, please let us if know. There's outlets that Share we, the yeah, weird. If there's outlets we need to know about or apps or whatever to find out about what's going on, we want to know because we want to be linked in with whatever weird is going on in our town. So, yeah, that's all we have for today. We, we've talked about a lot of things. Um, if you have ideas or things that you want us to talk about here on the podcast, definitely hit us up at our email address, ashandmanders at gmail.com. And it's actually like A-N-D, not, not like an ampersand or anything like that. And we also have a Facebook page called Ash and Manders Save the World. Uh, so you can hit us up on either one of those places and we promise that we'll get back to you or maybe you'll see your information coming up to uh, up for us um, on podcasts that are coming up. The other thing that you can do is that you can share our podcast if you enjoy it and you can also subscribe. Um, if, there's, if you've enjoyed what we're talking about, subscribe and you'll get notified every time that we do another podcast. I don't know why you wouldn't want to be notified. I know I want to be notified. I love us. Yeah, I do too. I think we have worthy things to say. This is how the world gets safe right here on this podcast. Okay. All right, guys. Thanks for hanging in there and listening to us. And we will talk to you guys next time on Ash and Manders Save the World. Bye. Bye.